0: eight weeks yeah we had rolling people coming in at various
1: times oh damn dude <laughs> yeah 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 it's like <clears throat> and you, so, some, you somehow escaped the rona amid all of that I,
0: I escaped the the i escaped specifically the corona covid but i did get very sick like with a very bad flu and cold
1: so you got all of the other illnesses, just not... Yeah, I, I I, got regular sick, not cold Not sick. the spicy sick. Why do they call it spicy? Yeah.
0: Because your taste buds go all wonky?
1: I guess it kind of makes sense. I'm just making shit up. I mean, for like... <laughs> 2 or 3% like- of people... Player 2, Pixelcast episode 88! I am your host, Tim Henderson. Thank you, everybody. I had a short reprieve, and now we're all back together, I guess. We're coming in hot, we're coming in early, because it turns out I can't count. We're recording this about a week earlier than we would. Basically, I forgot I had a holiday coming up, and I was like, oh shit, I will not be home to record this at normal time, and doing so from my hotel room may prove difficult, and also I don't want to drag my microphone around. Um ken have you ever had to drag a microphone around
0: no but i mean you do realize that this being a podcast you could you could have like not we could have not given that detail and nobody would have known like uh, nobody we, would have been the wiser
1: maybe except i mean like we, we i mean we're going to follow the usual format which is we'll talk about stuff we've been playing like slash watching i guess and then our main topic will just be reminiscing about how freaking good 1998 was as a games year but, um, yeah, the, the main reason is that um, I would definitely be talking about Stray if not for the fact that I haven't played Stray yet, but if we recorded this at a normal time I probably would have finished playing Stray. Um, yeah. but that's all internal knowledge that goes on inside my head. So yeah, Ken, you're probably right.
0: Yeah, that's right. The, the, the magic of like sh- um, you know, scheduled uh, uh,
1: uh, 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 posting
0: of things. Yeah,
1: and nobody would have done. Or maybe cared. I don't know. I'm looking forward to Stray, and hopefully, my feelings will stay the same a week from now. Except that I hopefully that will be. I enjoyed Stray because I'm definitely playing that game. Um, but not at the moment. Although you know, we're just going. We're going super fast. We're going super loose. Um, Ken has been a social butterfly, which means we're actually breaking our own rules. Can um, you went to the cinema and saw that Top Gun thing that everyone's been raving about?
0: Yeah, I did go and watch Top Gun um in the cinema, in a proper cinema, which I haven't been to. Um That's so exciting. In, I haven't done that in myself years. in years now. Well well yeah, absolutely. Well COVID was definitely one part of it, but also I've had multiple babies over the last three or four years. So I just haven't been able to get into a cinema um just <clears throat> just because of um child caring responsibilities. I think I think the last movie I might have watched was um one of the Avengers, one of the final Avengers, I can't remember which one.
1: I think mine Infinity was Into War. the Spider-Verse.
0: Like, Endgame. Yeah. Oh, wow, that is
1: that is even. <laughs> that is... It <laughs> came like out 20... in Japan late. Like, it was oh, right, like, it half a year, year to a year around. behind everywhere else, but... Yeah. But um, I've,
0: I've had a recent bout of human socialization. That's the game I've been playing. Just, I've had, you know, guests rolling in multiple weeks and... Some of them have been very, very kind and offered babysitting, um, uh, babysitting uh, yeah. services, and then so I've been able to go to the cinemas with uh, with my partner. So yeah, we've watched uh, two movies in the past two weeks: uh, Top Gun and uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. But uh, Top Gun, it's it's very Top Gun. It's
1: <laughs> is it? I, I've, I've had one work colleague. I oh, know she's probably about fifty. And she was raving about it to me. Um, and if, as with most Japanese English teachers, her English isn't quite perfect, but, you know, it's, it's pretty up there. And she, she she straight up just said she watched it for Tom Cruise. She's like, he's actually pretty old now. What is he, like, almost 60? But his, his shape is still very good, I think were his, her exact words. Well, there's a few things I genuinely really liked about,
0: about Top Gun Maverick. One, um, practical effects are oh. pretty amazing. Well... Yeah, well, because actually, a lot of the fighter jet scenes were practical effects, like as in filmed in in situ in a real plane. Damn. Um, and it really adds a lot to the physics of it. So, um, all of the new cars had to go and had to undergo zero g, not zero g, but like heavy g uh, training. Um, yeah. Um, um crews apparently designed his own fighter fighter pilot course for the cast of um, course together
1: <laughs> of course he did
0: and and because oh it's just if you read the imdb page on the trivia it's just so much stuff about the production is just amazing It's genuinely amazing and i'll you know I'll touch at least i'll touch on one very very amazing thing uh, in a little while but top gun maverick is very top gun uh, Tom Cruise's character remains the same well I hope so character. it's literally
1: the name of the movie at this point
0: well as in you know like how in the original Top Gun he's this like rule breaking you know for lack of a better he's word loose maverick,
1: cannon
0: a, like a maverick he's a loose cannon and he remains a loose cannon and he's like in 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 the in the he's, narrative he's also like in his late 50s he's his 50s
1: early. and he still hasn't at all matured he's,
0: yeah he has not matured <laughs> <laughs> well, he's matured a little bit, but he's still that loose cannon, right? So it's still him doing whatever the fuck he wants um, in a very expensive equipment, <laughs> and it's constantly about him doing whatever the fuck he wants in very expensive equipment. And people uh-huh. either people either give way to him because he's so good at it, or people are just or people are super annoyed because he's just blowing shit up. Um. So it's very top gun. If you're down for top gun, it's very top gun. Um,
1: is there is there homoerotic erotica's shit volleyball? Well, w- yes. Or a substitute scene with another sport? Yes.
0: Absolutely, there is a gratuitous topless scene. Well, not topless, <laughs> but but there's, there's a gratuitous sport on the beach scene.
1: That this that, time that has, definitely counts.
0: Yeah, there's there's but this time there's men and women. Um, and they're playing American football, but there is like you you know what, what the story beats, right? He's gonna he's been asked to do a job that he doesn't want to do. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, he proves that he's better than everybody else. Um, and everybody puts their faith in him, and he prevails in the end. That's the whole story.
1: And do they but, do they have a you know one or two like big pop songs that they've licensed that they just use like five six seven times throughout the
0: movie uh they use actually a lot of the original what well, the original soundtrack well, this movie's gonna take my breath away yeah oh yes and you know all the way to the danger zone
1: damn <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it's good i mean so if you're looking for deep plot and character driven performances and character development this is not it it's probably the but... other movie you're watching the other one everything everywhere all at once that's where you're going for that stuff like but this is a thrill ride this is a roller coaster um you know what you're in for it's fighter jets and people in like various types of army dress
1: um yeah I've I've heard like so many like it's weird seeing this movie like kind of going oh wow they're making a new top come I guess I'll watch it before, before it's done and it's like this gradual like spike of people going this movie is actually
0: kind of awesome it is like again because of practical effects i think everything it feels weighty um it doesn't feel like
1: cgi it doesn't well feel it isn't like cgi it. i guess it's like nice to remember what that feels like
0: mm. so uh, there's a lot of weight to the action scenes there's a lot of weight to the you know, sequences when they're in the aircraft which is a lot they are in that plane a lot everybody's in every plane a lot
1: um you are making me want to like move back to korea to watch this Oh, we my had those God, like dumbass, like 40 cinemas with the seats that like kind of swung around everywhere, like yeah, yeah, blue yeah, 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 air yeah, yeah. in your face.
0: Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that would be that would be pretty. That would be pretty epic. Um, so there, there's a whole bunch of stuff that is like production-wise, which is very interesting. Like, one, apparently, this movie was filmed in like 2018,
1: 2019. I can't so yeah, movie, I believe that actually. <laughs> so the everything is
0: yeah but so the movie's actually three years old but it still Uh holds up like you look at it's like okay like like all the references are to 2019 like the movie is talking about events that happens in
1: 2019 that kind of makes sense because i've read a few i I say a few one or two things now that say like part of our problem with like COVID is like at its worst it's ever been and we're kind of ignoring and a big part of it is like all pop culture is just like acting like it never happened yeah 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 (laughs) Like, you go back to your bubonic um, plague, and, like, it was in all of, like, whatever their equivalent of the media was, but now it's, like, all of our TV shows and movies, like, no one's ever wearing a mask, there's nothing ever going on.
0: Yeah, and, uh, like I said, there's a few things I really like about the movie. One, um, um, the bad guy is just generic bad guy, which is great. It's not like this is Iran or this is some, some made-up Middle Eastern country. It, they is, he don't like even... just,
1: is he evil just because he wants to fuck shit up? Because that's my favorite type of bad guy and we don't get no, no, that No,
0: the anymore. bad guy is just... like The bad guy is just... Um, they're building something and we want to destroy it. That's it. And we don't All know right. who the bad guy is. Like We don't know who the bad guy is. We don't know any motivation of the bad guy other than they're building some shit and we don't want them to have it.
1: And we want to blow it up. All right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Like That's the bad guy. And you don't... There's no... Um, reference as to whether they are Russian or North Korean or like Middle East, like it doesn't matter, like it's generic bad guy. They just call it rogue nation, it's nice. a rogue nation. <laughs> and, and again, if you read the trivia, they are using like the newest Russian planes, but it's got like North Korean motifs, but they also have equipment from random like Middle Eastern country, like it's just a amalgamated bad guy, generic bad guy, like, you don't know who it is. They don't even, they don't even pretend.
1: So they realize the which, secret, which I which I actually respect, like, they realize the secret, actually, which is I it doesn't fucking matter.
0: matter. <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. Like, it actually doesn't matter. And they don't then have to shoehorn some type of, like, um, narrative background and, like, pages and pages of text and justification as to why this particular mission is a just adjusted. It's like, no, that's a bad guy. They've got some shit. We're going to blow it up that's it um the lead actress is Jennifer Connelly um not uh I can't remember her name now not the main lead actress from the original movie but um she's you know Tom Cruise's love interest and I was chatting to this with another friend uh semi age appropriate
1: oh wow I was about to make a crack there about them replacing your other actress but okay
0: yeah, um Jennifer Connelly's only about eight years younger than Tom Cruise.
1: You know what? So, when you're that old, that is age appropriate.
0: Yeah, like Tom Cruise is sixty and
1: she's fifty two.
0: Yeah. So I'm like, sure, okay. I'm like, alright, okay. I mean
1: that age. would have been creepy as shit when Tom Cruise is eighteen, but you know what? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, but when
0: you're in your mid late mid to late when 50s, you're like very
1: old. much, you know, on the downside of adult, yeah. Alright. Yeah. And I'm like, that's actually pretty decent. I know oh my god, Jennifer
0: Garth Connolly looks smokin. Hey, oh, yeah. my um, <laughs> right. oh my god. Um oh my god, it's just ridiculous, right? Um and yeah, it's just an all right, all round good ride. Um like I said, the production part is actually some of the most interesting bits are uh, the parts in which the cast is in a fighter jet they have to um film themselves like it's effectively a selfie movie um (laughs) because they've got to like attach cameras to the inside of the cockpits
1: that's like gopro type shit
0: yeah gopro type shit and then um they have to turn on the camera and then call action on themselves and then act out their sequence and then turn off the camera and then and then land a plane, and so in the trivia bit on IMDb, they're talking about how the director has to like send his cast up into the skies for like hours and hours, and then they come back, and he has to then like, okay, I guess we'll just use whatever footage is on, is on the GoPro or equivalent. I think I have to see um, this movie. Um, so that's pretty cool. And then you know the camera because it's like cinema level um, equipment. Um, mm. the lens, the lens is in. The cockpit but the body of the camera is actually somewhere on the plane they found they had to engineer a way to connect the lens to the body of the camera running through the length of the plane i love how committed they are to this it's oh, a- they, are su- <laughs> they are super committed to having as much action in a real cockpit in a real plane in real situations as possible
1: and by all accounts it seems to have paid off I mean I've for a very long time pretty much since I got spat out of university I've walked away with the belief that story is not as important as we think it is it's not unimportant but it is there to glue everything else together and how like how well done everything else is and it could be deeper it could be like shallow
0: yeah I think but like
1: the craft is incredibly valuable and it sounds like the craft here is just fully committed
0: yeah very very committed I mean and then you read all these all this trivia about they found the original camera crew from the original movie to work on this movie too as sort of a like let's get the band back together
1: together
0: before Perform hits again and then and yeah and then they went to some of the locations in the original movie just to film there for this movie um so it's just a lot of like yeah you're right it's like the movie making craft is re- They paid a lot of attention to the craft of making the movie this so i think they recognized pretty early on that the story the narrative yes it binds it all together but it's a fairly straightforward fairly um uncomplicated uh plot but so this make uncompli-
1: the execution as awesome as possible yeah
0: th- absolutely the execution and i think that's what people are loving it's like the execution is just top-notch like it's probably not it's not as good as like man max fury road but it's kind of that same sort of vein where mm-hmm. the narrative is fairly straightforward
1: but they're just stacking one action scene on top of the other like, just doing and that and they just paying. Just-
0: yeah and then it's just really paying attention to the tempo and the beat of the action scenes they're paying attention to you know camera angles and and audio and that sort of thing so the craft of making the movie is just really comes through
1: nice and I'm going to have to pull you up there because you said tempo and beat and that's like a nice little lead in Um, because there's only literally (laughs) just this I don't know why I've had actually I do have some idea but like I feel like I've had less time for games than I even should have because I, I finally, finally wrapped up um, Metro Exodus on the weekend. Oh yes, and the, and that that game that game is still very good. Um, but I also like googled how long it's supposed to take to finish. It's like fifteen hours, and I'm like, I was playing that for like a month exclusively.
0: Yeah, you probably yeah made it like overstates welcome.
1: I mean, I probably put a couple out because I the way I play, but still, like I was like I playing where is my time anyway. So I finally got the wrapped up, so, like, just earlier today on, I was like, oh, I've got other stuff on PlayStation 5 or Switch or whatever, I'm going to play something else, and I'm waiting for said code to stray, so I don't want to get too committed to anything. And I was mm. like, oh, right, they, they dropped that demo of Metal Hellsinger, and I was, like, super curious about that game. And being a demo, I don't have to worry about, like, getting too into it, because it won't let me. So um, for anybody who wasn't paying attention either to, you know, the not E3 event was basically E3 except without the name or for that matter our episode about it a couple of shows back um Metal Helsing is a let's say serious Sam-esque first person shooter with a metal soundtrack meets Dance Dance Revolution And before you like freak out at the Dance Dance Revolution um mention it's it's basically like it you keep a beat and I was like yep. I, I was like these trailers look amazing, I have to try this, but I didn't fully understand like how that beat would work. And it actually turns out it's incredibly straightforward. Which is why I specifically mentioned Serious Sam. I guess maybe Original Doom might be a decent comparison as well as like you'll be okay, in a like yep. arena-ish room, kinda connected by corridors with like a shit ton of enemies around. And there are like layers of metal going around and the better you do, the more layers of the music coming until you finally get the vocals. But as music does um it has a beat and the it you can fall in and out of rhythm with this game but the trick that i've learned in the you know 30 minutes i spent playing this was that you want to fire your gun as you find yourself tapping your foot like this is your best way to like handle this game it's okay, like okay. just find that beat so and it I'm not sure how the full game's going to pay out it's super fascinating and I actually like the music and the aesthetic and it is actually a lot of fun so far but I feel like this is a game you could like fall into and out of rhythm rhythm with a lot yep um but how like my I think maybe even how much damage your shots do definitely how much points you get from them and you get a score at the yeah I was going to say
0: yeah because I was going to say is it is it based on like does your damage get output get better
1: or improve if you're playing th- to the beat or is it just I would need to go and play it again I think the damage may actually be affected but definitely the points you get and also you kind of like charge up a special meter as well and that is definitely definitely benefited by you being able to shoot like in time which creates this kind of like and also like execution moves as well like if you get like I think the new Doom games you can kind of get those finishing moves you have to like do that in rhythm as well and then you kind of get a like health boost if you're like down health or whatever um, yeah. and it is actually kind like kind of mechanically fasc- fascinating, especially once you get in trouble because you can't spray. Well, you the desire to spray and pray is heavily, heavily mitigated by the fact that you kind of want to like find the beat again because you're going to seemingly you're going to benefit more by like keeping those shots going with like just finding that baseline or finding the drum beat. Yeah. And they're like well, visual, there are visual elements, but it's actually better to feel it out. And sorry, can you asking something?
0: Yeah, well, you said finding the beat then, you know, that immediately makes me think or a question is it easy to, I
1: guess, lose the beat? It can it I definitely lost it a couple of times. It's so it is a game of like runs and flows. Definitely, and that's why I think you're going to have good days and bad days, or good sessions and bad sessions mm-hmm. with this game. Because I went through the tutorials, like, yeah, all right, I get this, and then I lost it immediately when I like, started the first level proper. But then I found it again, and like, oh, this game is amazing. And then, like, I kind of got fra. I think getting frazzled in this is potentially a lot more dangerous than even your average first-person shooter. Yep. Because you really do have to like keep that. Um, but it is. It's, it's like, almost like, you know, metal res, but not on rails, Mm-mm. in a sense, and it's super fascinating, and like, we're talking about things being fully committed, this game is like, just fully committed to like, everything about it is incredibly metal, um, more symphonic, me- symphonic metal, like, I might, I'm not much of a metal head, there are definitely, um, Robin, he's more than me, by a long shot. Um, but yep. I did work yep. for a record store in London with a bunch of metalheads, so I like have some exposure. And it is actually more my type, where it's more like um, early two thousand Slight like, Wish, maybe with Indentation type stuff. At least from what the demo provides, which is also maybe like a little bit more um, accessible. Hmm. Um. All right. But yeah, like so far, I mean, it's hard to like give like obviously a definitive thing, but like the game looks fascinating and I kind of understand a bit more now I'd definitely recommend you try the demo I'm pleased they're not doing that stupid thing that Square does where the demo is like available for two weeks and then disappears yeah yeah I mean it is all in like and was it it seems to have an um performance and graphics mode I didn't even touch the graphics mode I think you need this to like run as smoothly as possible or it's gonna be a bad time but man it, it feels incredibly metal it is fast paced um I can't even think of I keep on saying flow, but it's, like, almost the wrong word for it. But, like, I guess it's just, like... Yeah, you you go to a metal concert, and, like, when you're just, like, headbanging without even realizing it. Especially, like, the slower stuff. Like, it kind of gets you into that zone. And, I don't know. It, it, it actually seems pretty awesome, and I'm looking forward to playing the full thing. Um, I'm very fascinated to see, like, how draining this is going to be, and where the um, line between... Adventure that you can play through and score attack is kind of gonna get drawn because there's definitely a leaderboard thing happening. Yep. Um, and with that, you know, we're gonna take our first break because I'm like friggin' just drowning in sweat. Um, and when we come back, we're gonna go back to 1998. Back and we have travelled through time and wait no that's a lie but um we did it earlier this year start with what I kind of committed to like just kind of looking back at like key dates in gaming or like specifically like games releases and we started with kind of like 1991 92 93 and it was supposed to be 91 but it's kind of all at that point in time like game releases were so segregated and something could come out in one region one year and another region two years later or like different formats in different areas. Um, We're jumping forward to 1998 now, and this is time to get a little bit easier. Like, the world's getting a bit more connected. You know, we had fucking AOL or whatever. People still use Hotmail. (laughs) Um, I did. I still have a Hotmail. I barely check it. It mostly just drives spam. Like, I have a couple of things I use it for. i basically filtering Facebook.
0: (laughs) 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 Um, But
1: yeah, 1998 was acknowledged uh, rightly acknowledged as a huge year um for video games um, when i sent out the email like saying it very short notice hey we need to record now like i included a list in it and i thought it was a bre- i thought it was a pretty good list but um Ken, apparently like it was only half the story
0: well because like you said it's such a huge year yep i mean everybody's bound to miss something and so many things came out that year that Appeal that had like general audience appeal, but also there's a whole bunch of things that came out that had really niche appeal as well. Like it was something for everyone, literally. Um, you know, just going through your, the list that you pulled together, but you weren't, you also weren't the first one or the only one to think about 1998 as being a seminal year for gaming because there's articles on Kotaku there's articles on GameSpot probably literally every um, major game site yeah has has made commentary about the year that is 1998 so like just just any number of things that we could talk about Myth 2 one of my favorite RTS games forgot that one um,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, before there was Halo there was Myth
0: before yep absolutely um grim fandango oh
1: love grim fandango did not forget that one i remember playing the demo to that and being like going huh this is an interesting evolution for adventure games i see hope for this genre and then a couple more years happened and you know but grim fandango was a fantastic game yeah you absolutely forgot about resident evil 2 that's the big one i forgot i could not believe i forgot resident evil 2 like that (laughs)
0: <laughs> um, Final Fantasy Tactics Final Gears. Fantasy 8
1: come out in English that year as well like that's oh, not one of my been, favorites might. but it probably did
0: might have been um Xenogears Massive Game Tenshu you didn't you definitely did
1: not forget about Tenshu I did not it's in there I'm looking at it right now
0: <laughs> and Panzer Dragoon Saga
1: I played that um, that game is really good by the way like there's no way to play it properly anymore
0: yeah, I mean, there's just so many things. Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six, the very first Tom Clancy game. Now you just can't. Now you just add. Now we just add Tom Clancy's to every like every other Ubisoft game. But this was, this was a big thing. Um, this was big for me. Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six. So I'm just gonna <clears throat> right, linger on this one for a little while. Um, go right ahead. Shoot absolutely love. Me Oh, I absolutely love this particular game because, up until now, there was very few games that tried to do, like, realistic esques realistic esque. It's not really realistic, but realistic esque damage. So one mm. shot could take you out. Um, one well placed bullet could take somebody out. There's no health bars. There's no, um, there's no armor or shields. There's no um, none of that stuff a bullet from a pistol is as lethal as a bullet from a sniper rifle if it hits you um
1: in the right spot yeah
0: yeah the pace is much slower much more methodical much more like considered and careful and tactical um this was absolutely brand new um at that point this was coming you know Quake Three was the was 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 a thing probably around this era. Maybe I think exactly. it was a year later. Yeah. I think
1: we were just on Great Two at the time. Yeah, Unreal but, came out like that was a big.
0: Yeah, but we're thinking about those games where there is mm. armor. You're picking up armor. You're running around. You're yeah. bouncing. You're rocket jumping. All of that stuff. So this game just slowed it right all the way right down, and into realistic lo- locales as well. A warehouse, a airplane. Uh, like boring real world places um rather than fantastical uh sci-fi or fantasy inspired stages or arenas Hmm. so this was this was very 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 different and the thing i love the most is the planning stage i don't do you have you did you play much rainbow six
1: Nope and um, I I to this day it's, I'm going to have an ironic story, but it's like have like anything that like gets too military hoorah rah like I hate yeah. <laughs> on principle there are some things that it kind of breaks through but like that's an immediate repellent for me
0: Oh yeah I mean I'm probably on that on that en- end of the scale myself now
1: but this was during the time when it This like, is before yeah. it took over all the PC gaming like 2 years later and all the PC gaming was World War 2 Yeah absolutely but this was
0: So, in a game, you have your team. You set up, I think, like three teams of four or three teams teams of three. And before you start the action bit, there's a tactical planning bit where you literally plan out the walking paths of every single team. And you can coordinate and add waypoints and commands so that all three teams would perform an action at the same time. So, this team enters from this door. This team enters from another door. They all wait at their located points. You press go um, action. I can't remember what the go 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 word was. They all would then perform their relevant actions. One team might throw a flashbang. One team might move in. One team might put something else on the door. Mm-hmm. You are planning every single step. Of your movement for yourself and your team before you actually go get to the tactical shooting part
1: of it. Um, the exe- execution is almost like just a footnote.
0: Yeah, that's right. Well, then you have to.
1: After that, you have to make sure that you know, you're
0: accurate, and hmm. because the enemies will, 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 is is extremely lethal, and, you know you're, ex- you're you're as exposed as the other person. But it was a completely different. Um, approach to gaming. It was sit here and look at this top-down 2D map for the first, for like a good 20 minutes before you actually play the game because you're planning your routes, you're planning your your blind spots, and you're anticipating where the enemies might be. And you're planning, planning, planning. Then you actually go to the execution stage, where you where you're then in your in the first-person shooters, you do all the standard first-person shooter stuff, and Onto the next thing, like Rainbow Six has lost all of that now. <laughs> um, with the with the current, you know, with the current uh, yeah. free to play, that all of that's gone. Uh, it's still sort of like a semi um, realistic esque. You know, like guns are still lethal, but you know it doesn't have that same.
1: It doesn't it, trust you to have patience anymore. Mm, yeah, absolutely,
0: and. So much of that stuff, like this game, was was turned, created a whole genre. It literally created a whole created genre. a subgenre, definitely subgenre. All right, fair enough, a subgenre within a within a larger genre,
1: and yeah. it had dedicated fans. Yeah, this. Oh so, yeah, like looking at all the big ones for me. Um, this was like one of those breakthrough things where I remember like looking at the preview coverage of Metal Gear Solid and being like this is so not for me but then like all of the reviews like started like rolling in and this was around about the same time I'd started like paying attention to and even buying gaming magazines and those brief moments where I got to dial up and take away the phone and go on the internet as looking at gaming sites and reading the reviews and it was actually a long weekend family vacation we took our PlayStation with us because of course I did that's the kind of 15 year old or whatever I was And just rented Metal Gear Solid and mercifully, mercifully knew that I also needed to have a photocopy or something of the back of the box. (laughs) And completed the ever-loving shit out of that game in, like, an overnight gaming session. Wow. Like, it's not actually that long. But, man, that was, like... Like, I did not expect to get that into it. As I did, but as... It was maybe the first game where the story actually really mattered to me, which sounds silly because there is a lot of st- silly stuff in Metal Gear Solid, but also, like, it g- has very serious themes presented in very fun and interesting ways, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but, that, like, I just did not see that coming. I was like, you know what? I'm going to give this a shot. It's just a rental. I don't rent stuff very often. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, oh, wow, I need to... It Like, that Tenchu game I played earlier was not just, like, a one-off flash in the pan. <laughs> This stealth stuff's yeah. gonna be pretty fun. Yeah. Um. There's a bunch
0: of other things which came up. <clears throat> I mean, I really loved Battlezone for a little while, but to be honest, I didn't play that much of it.
1: Well, um, also we were, we were, you know, one. There was this was a well and truly pre Game Pass or anything of the sort, and we were both teenagers yeah. with a very limited income.
0: Well, uh, that's you know, that, it's a, it's a, it's a great thing it's a great that's a great like like uh, such a coincidence you bring that up because the reason why I didn't play much of battlezone is because I only played the demo that came on a hmm. disc of pc gamer
1: yeah I, um I played a <laughs> demo of unreal that came with a graphics card that's how stingy they were at the time like our first ever like actual accelerator graphics card and even and the worst thing was that demo like it didn't even end properly you just kind of like floated on a raft to like a room that you couldn't get out of oh really <laughs> okay that was but, but also that I was like a standard sorry
0: yeah no i was i i think like whichever demo what, what was it you were playing unreal
1: like oh, the yeah. very first unreal
0: okay because at least with battle zone i think you did the tutorial and i think you did either the first and second mission so it kind of just stopped but you were at least got a a decent taste of what the game was about with the tutorial and maybe one or two missions after that
1: um now this one kind of let you believe that maybe this is the full game and then it just became unfinishable without like ever like a screen to say this is the end that's funny. Um, it was it was yeah. wild, though, cause, um, that I mean, graphics cards at that point were still, like, almost a novelty. So it was a big deal. And even then, like, Unreal did not run, run, run super great, but this was my first time of, like, realizing something that did not look great in sprint when you saw it running was just mind-blowing. Like, seeing Unreal running for the first time was just one of those, wow, okay. Yeah, well, absolutely. <clears throat> I mean
0: this was the t- period of time when i first got a half decent pc hmm. i had a pentium mmx i can't remember what the speed was but um what was it a pentium 2 might have been either pentium pentium mmx or pentium 2 can't remember but i also got a graphics card around that time and i still remember it was my mm, a stealth a Diamond Stealth S220 like I remember exactly which graphic card I, I got because yeah. I had to save up money for it
1: in my case it was a Voodoo Banshee oh, oh that's a lovely card that's that's. it was people. the it was a like sweet spot compromise for people who could not afford to j- get just a Voodoo 2
0: yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I I had <clears throat> my card was a bit on the uh, on the uh, budget end of, of things but it was it was it was sweet it was sweet um a massive game that came out during that period of time was half-life
1: yeah i was almost thinking we'd probably end it end up ending on that but yeah like that's I think that metal gear solid just throw it out now like ocarina of time like the number of like tentpole games that came out this oh yeah year.
0: absolutely yeah 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 like things that then you know went on to spawn either like genres or subgenres or or whole have just like, become like
1: just absolute like people build a shrine to it in their house status like franchises yeah. I mean Thief the Dark Project was yep. a
0: 1998 game
1: Thief was a 1998 game
0: like Thief was massive Pokemon Red and Blue um Maybe Yellow came out later that year as well, actually. I think so. Um, I think Pokemon, the trading card game on the Game Boy came up.
1: Came we, also, in- we also have to... And to be fair, it was the first game I ever actually looked forward to before it came out. Um, you do have to, like, just acknowledge that at the very least that yeah, StarCraft was a very big deal.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I don't...
0: I think, you know, my, my feelings around Blizzard particularly around some of their actions over the past few years um, has have been questionable and I, I prefer not to linger on, on Blizzard too much, but Starcraft was undeniably like a monumental like achievement and it's left a stamp in, in history in gaming history.
1: And I enjoyed Um, that more than StarCraft 2, because this was back before people knew how to do it properly, so you were, like, me and my friends, like, this is one of the few games I ever land. mm. You'd have, like, three computers in a room just connected by cables. Yeah, yeah. Um, Absolutely. And because nobody knew the right way to play it, we could all play it the wrong way and still be on roughly even ground.
0: Yeah. Oh my god, when you just spam, like, one or two units and just create, like, just... endless sea of things whereas like nowadays if you're playing Starcraft 2 you're going to have like all kinds of um, um, efficiencies with your build order and the units that you're you're racing towards and like very specific
1: um, it was there um, from um, the beginning I I reviewed Starcraft 2 and like that and it was on the preview count and I think I mentioned this a long time ago to you before I was living in Korea when it came out (laughs) And I was trying to communicate with the guy I was teamed up with and it was my keyboard just accidentally came through in Korean. If he understood what Korean looked like at all, he would know they were not fully formed full letters, but he got super excited about the caliber of his um, ally and then very quickly figured out his ally had no idea what he was doing. <laughs> yeah. So
0: StarCraft too, like the way, I mean StarCraft, the way it affected that genre of games, but also like the trajectory of esports.
1: Um, mm. It's just, it's just a mind blowing. It never um, was translated into Korean. That still yeah. boggles my mind. There was never yeah, well, an official Korean release of StarCraft one. Well,
0: they didn't have to, right? They just
1: <laughs> no, it just <laughs> happened by accident. It just happened by accident, and people were more than
0: happy to pick it up. And this became a thing. I remember articles being written about, like before days of streaming where you can watch like um, StarCraft matches on TV in Korea
1: yep first weekend there I saw one being filmed just by chance in a mall
0: and this is before streaming this was before esports or whatever you know whatever stuff they have nowadays this was this was was the precursor 20 years ahead of its time in Korea happening um, it's just amazing. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, StarCraft, I think, absolutely has earned its place in history.
1: I want to throw out a, a shout-out to one game that, like, I have this very specific memory of, which is 1080 snowboarding. Hmm. Um, not a genre I normally get into. Like, I know a lot of people got rent big about SSX a few years later. But I have... Yep. And this... Actually, I think it's pretty well regarded. But I have, like, these very specific memories, because... Dude, 1998 was also the year of me just tearing all the ligaments in my fucking knee more than once and having to undergo surgery and basically could not walk for most of the year. Oh. Okay. So... That's not good. <laughs> that was a good year to be great. Good good choice of year if you like, going to be sitting down playing video games a lot with, like, no say in the matter, <laughs> I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I have very specific memories of a friend. I'm, like, renting that out. I just coming around when I like my leg was in plaster and I just kind of had to have it up and like I mean like this game is actually super fun <laughs> if I go back to yeah. now I'm sure it like runs at like 20 frames a second but weirdly really, that is my Nintendo 64 game of 1998 none of my friends literally nobody in my core group who had a 64 bought Zelda Rock Arena of Time yeah I did well, not play I, that well... until years la- it's actually very good but I did not play that until years later
0: yeah. Oh I still haven't played it myself. Um I never I didn't have a console for a for a very long time and I'd never got into Ocarina of Time. Like my first proper Zelda was um Wind Waker? Wind Waker. Yeah. I have very fond memories of Wind Waker, but uh, that was my first proper one.
1: I hate once they fixed the sale on the um Wii U version, which I really hope they just kinda just go fucking throw that in the Switch. I think I prefer mm. Wind Waker to Ocarina now, but, man, like, again, what a fucking monumental game. Like, holy shit, like, Half-Life and Ocarina and Metal Gear Solid all came out in the same year. Yeah. Oh, and, and like, we've just discussed StarCraft as well.
0: Mm.
1: And yeah. the funny um, thing to think that Sin, like, there was this brief point where we were, like, wondering between Half-Life and Sin and, like, there were these two Titan first-person shooters coming oh, out at Christmas. Yeah. And I played the demo yeah. of Sin and I really enjoyed it. And I played the demo of Half-Life and I didn't click with it. Um. Yeah. And then I eventually played the full versions of both and I, like, didn't play past the second level of Sin, but, like, Half-Life just got its teeth right into me.
0: Oh, Half-Life was so good. Like, let's spend a bit of time talking about Half-Life.
1: And- Again, appreciation and- for, like, patience, I guess. Like, that opening mm-hmm. sequence and, like, just, like, trusting that you don't need to shoot something right away. Absolutely. And, oh, that train ride. That train mm. ride is just...
0: That particular style of opening is still being used now
1: yeah they've kind of like realize like just let people sink into the world this is you can like throw yeah. your like introductory credits you can do some world building you can like use Absolutely. this to like, introduce mechanics like just kind of get people used to like this is how you dock. this is how you jump for the two of you who've never played this genre before
0: yeah but that whole train ride where it's just like slowly just unv- un- unveiling its mystery to you and making you mm-hmm. want to like oh okay what's round the corner I'm intrigued um and then all the stuff that people talked about I mean all the developers talked about with the AI and them reacting um especially the um enemy marines I I remember reading an article, like a post-mortem years and years later, where where people just dissected it. It's like apparently not as smart as as people thought it was. But I it, remember when I was playing it, and it felt smart.
1: If it felt as smart, then it was as smart. I still remember. I have no idea if this is true or not. Like when I was still in fanboy phase, and I'd gone firmly team PlayStation after the Saturn had basically tanked. Mm. Being somebody like told me that. Whereas the Nintendo 64 isn't actually 64-bit, it just tricks you into th- into looking 64-bit. And even if that was true, if it looks 64-bit, it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. The weird thing for me is, like, Half-Life came out that Christmas, so I did not get Half-Life um, that Christmas. But I think appropriately for, like, again, like t- like all this came out this one year but like it's a trickle of like three years that I got to playing a lot of stuff because I remember getting two issues of Hyper like for Christmas and like just gushing over like it was just like that was like the real thing that gave me the sense of like there's just so much happening in games right now yeah and that-
0: I'll tell you I, I I have a very specific memory when, when re- related to Half-Life hmm. very specific memory um, this was when the game was about to be released but not not fully released yet and I went to the Harvey Norman in Singapore Harvey Um, Norman's in Singapore I did not know
1: that it it
0: it was for a little while it's not there anymore but they did expand to Singapore in the sort of the mid 90s to to early yeah mid to late 90s to the early 2000s and this was one of the first few Harvey Normans and they had all these PCs set up where you can just go in and try games Oh, no um, oh, I spent a lot of time, um, in that Harvey Norman and Half Life. <laughs> Half Life was one of the things I've tried. I tried on those on their PCs. I remember, like, I played through about an hour of the opening sequence, and at first, nobody else sort of paid attention to Half Life because I was a, I was a huge fanboy about Quake and Quake Two mm. and.
1: Very different experience, but okay.
0: Oh, absolutely! But you know, this is this was the next again, like you said, like shooter. big Nick's big first-person shooter. There was the whole like Half-Life vs. Sin thing. I remember that very well. Um, this was going to be the next thing after Quake Two. Like this. is you know, which of these big um, FPSs will will reign supreme. So I was really into that fanboy stuff. Hmm. Um, And I remember playing it at Half-Life and I would talk to my friends about it and they're like, I've never heard of Half-Life. Like, what even is that? I remember playing this, like the first hour of the opening sequence and friends of mine and strangers were all sort of standing behind me watching this as I was playing through it. And it's just like, okay, this thing as an opening sequence for a game is very, very effective in grabbing people's attention and that just holding on to it. Says
1: a lot, because that game came a few months after Unreal, and in terms of, like, whiz-bang visual power, it was definitely playing second fiddle.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But the pacing, the whole, like, residence cascade, just, dis- you know,
1: whatever it is, like,
0: dissipating or, dis- oh, it's a resonance, like, whatever, whatever the scientist says. Hmm. And then the reactor blowing up and then the hit crab jumping at
1: you for the first time and just kind like, of built oh, interest in, like it literally oh, slowly like, snowballs yeah.
0: like it this is this is like yes yeah, snowballing absolutely and like where is it going what's happening oh here's another human they're here to save no holy shit they're not here to save us <laughs> they're here to wipe everybody
1: out <laughs> yes <Yeah, it's... laughs> Everything in there, it's, like, not that special anymore, but you think about, like, what it did, I guess, for pacing mm. in particular. And, oh, like... yeah, Again, those issues of Hyper I bought, like, I still remember reading that issue of Hyper and, like, being able to feel how excited the reviewer was <laughs> about how good this game was. Oh, it's just
0: ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. Um, I just want to have a bit of a shout-out to, um, Nathan Cox, because... Yeah. Turns out hmm. that Star Siege
1: Tribes was a thing. Oh That came out then as well? Damn. Maybe it did actually. Star. That lines up. The first one. Star Siege Tribes. The, the first, first tribes, tribes not,
0: that lines up. Yeah, first tribes. Not Tribes Two, but you know, tribes. Nineteen ninety eight. And I know I know Nathan's Nathan's pretty mad about well, particularly tribes two, but yeah.
1: Well, I guess it's perhaps time we start just giving in, like a shout out to the stuff that we're not going to be able to go in um, depth on. Um, yeah. I'm guessing now. There's a big fan, but I like Fallout Two was probably a very big deal, and I'm sure a lot of people would still swear that is the best game in the franchise.
0: Uh it's very good. <laughs> not my fa- Not it's not my favorite one, but I like them all. Like there isn't a Fallout I didn't like.
1: So stuff so, like, like the PlayStation started to get like decent platformers like mm. actual proper 3D ones I don't think they ever kind of cracked what Nintendo had and Nintendo also got Banjo-Kazooie that year like kind of Gex okay. Enter the Gecko like did not suck even though I did not get most of the references at the time um, mm-hmm. Spyro I played because a friend we both sent the like card back to Sony but he kept on getting sent demo discs in the mail every couple of months and I never got anything but like that was one of those things I go, oh this hardware's is um, getting pushed Like we got the second Oddworld game just reel back again on how good grim fandango was like oh my god
0: i think i think everybody who knows us and and has been following the podcast has have has heard us talk about grim fandango in every single possible way but it's very grim good Vandango, it's, so good it's just so some good. of those
1: puzzles have aged a little like it's harder than it needs to be but man like the you know there are online guides now and the vibe of that game is just yeah
0: I was gonna I was gonna say like chances are if I replayed it now I'd just be like I'll just read through and find the work around and just solve the mm. puzzles because I just want to live in that yeah, space well. I just want to live in that air in that
1: and world you mentioned before like, met, like interviewing Tim Schaefer about it and like he and I told him like I just want to live in Rubikarva man and he just did not understand the appeal
0: <laughs> which one's Rubicava?
1: um it's the like is kind of beatnik nighttime yeah casino area oh yes when
0: when manny was in was in the white tux yeah oh, that's that's the best one that
1: spaces oh that just drips like it's just got so much atmosphere we're talking about a My game ch- from 1998 before art direction was even a notable thing in 3d for most of the time oh it was just the the it's just so cool like everybody was cool everybody was <sighs> chill or corrupt in a way that you still kind of thought they were cool
0: yeah, 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 this was, that was, that's, that's the best, that's the best setting of all the games, of all the, of all, of all eras. I'm, in, I'm in,
1: upset that of all these, like, dumb, like, virtual reality, like, just walk around in space games, like, Double Fine just didn't do a walk around Rubik's cover. But... Uh yeah um let's wrap this up also because it was significant to me because i was paying attention i was getting excited about stuff we've mostly been able to keep this almost entirely actually to stuff that were actually released in australia or pal territories in 98 was um the dreamcast did launch in japan like late november
0: Hmm.
1: um and it does actually affect me one i was already saving pennies for this thing um i think after my birthday in august and two, one of the guys it turns out had a crippling um, gambling addiction, but it meant that sometimes he had a lot of money and then sometimes never. At like my local independent game store, I say local like thirty minutes away by train, but locally enough, uh, local as you got when you're living in the Blue Mountains. Um, like straight up, just went to Japan and bought one. So I just like have these memories, of, like just standing there, like just staring at Virtual Fighter Three and Sonic Adventure. Oh, lovely. like just after Christmas, and it was like, oh man, it's like it just kind of felt at the very end, like the future is coming. Yeah
0: yeah yeah <sighs> I'm, I'm I'm as we're sort of I think we're sort of wrapping up yeah now. wind down you yeah, um, winding down I'm looking at uh, Alex Walker's article on Kotaku hmm. that he wrote Um, not that long ago just about 10 months ago Um, talking about 1998 He's
1: definitely and mentioned here...
0: some stuff we forgot oh absolutely oh Gran Turismo didn't he... come in the West until 98 I forgot that one <laughs> Yeah, but here I'm looking right now at a screenshot of Championship Manager '97, '98. It looks t- it. <laughs> That's rough. Yeah, it's rough. But I'm also looking at uh, this was this was the height of when I was following the English Premier League and people like Sol Campbell, Paul Ince, Alan Shearer, Robbie Fowler. These are all like
1: holy smokes. I remember these names. um it's like looking at NBA Uh, Jam and like I used to know who basketball players were yeah 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 absolutely
0: so it's the same thing so um, that's hit a that's hit a real nostalgia note for me right now Um, that was the height of my of me following some type of uh, sports ball game
1: yeah I just think we well I mean we're going to we have I think about three or four more years that i have kind of got lined up yet that I'd like to visit over the rest of this year maybe into early next year but yeah,
0: yeah, man,
1: like talking about it, like like just how much stuff I forgot, and um, there's still stuff like I, I mean, because I, like, I don't care about Gran Turismo, but like I forgot the freaking Gran Turismo. Like, as yeah. far as the worst is concerned, um, F, like 64 got a pretty decent, if not very pretty, um, F zero game as well. Like it, it just doesn't stop. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: it does. Oh, Shogo I, I, I included that in the list just for you, Ken. Shogo love Shogo I know I know I I thought you might have
0: Shogo is absolute really weird game really dumb in in so many ways but loved Shogo it's just so anime
1: it was anime before anime was cool in the west yeah and
0: transforming robots and mecha and And just
1: visually looks a bit weird just know that that engine ran really well if you had a weaker graphics card at the time
0: yeah, I had it my, my graphics card could handle it, so it looked it looked actually
1: pretty fr- I mean some of the effects are pretty strange, like but it looks t- it looked tight enough, like it still looks better than a console game.
0: Well, the fact that they could do that they could jump between like playing as a human and playing okay. as a, in a mecha, like it
1: was just that transition. I think it was just the scale of the world, like instead of boxes they're now buildings. But you did kind yeah. of feel like you were stomping around at the time, so you
0: did kind of like they did it really well. Like you did feel like okay, there is a sense of scale difference between between playing as a pilot and playing as a, as being a mecha. So. so I did
1: go to that, go back to that a few years ago on GOG, and it hasn't aged very well. Um, nah, but, yeah, but no, Half Life. Half Life is still pretty good. The platforming stuff in Half Life is now incredibly dumb, but that game is still overall like actually solid and enjoyable. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna put like a hard stop there. Um, Ken, if you have to choose one game, if we were like to like say maybe next year, like force everybody for a podcast or a video or whatever to play one game from '98, and we're all going to do it together, what would what would you put forward? Mm.
0: Grim, I think Grim Vendanco. Just because I haven't played it for such a long time, it you
1: want to back yourself. Yeah I, yeah I was I actually was, thinking uh, the same thing and like you guys just keep on going I like I would just stop and I would honestly just stop and walk around Rubikaba for so long
0: yeah I know I'll just be like hanging around there and just like go go play the roulette for a bit
1: although knowing that you've never played it maybe I would actually put forward ocarina of time
0: I don't think I don't know how deep I'll get into it to be
1: honest just bust out an old oh. 3DS you can play it in the train fair enough uh, I would definitely say play that version like because like that it does make the the water temple um, easy uh, to manage. Yeah,
0: but I w- I would like to go I would like to return to uh Grim and see uh Glottis for for the first time in a long
1: time. I should check out Steam man. That thing probably goes on sale quite often. It does. It does. It's on my wish list. <laughs> <laughs> it goes on sale a lot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. Um. Anyway, with that, note, are there, are there any new things from you that we should be looking forward to on the site soon?
0: Uh, not in the moment. It's been a, it's been a bit of a dry spell for me at the moment. But um, it's been a dry spell. For people releases. can always.
1: Yeah. Well, there's a
0: few things like there's a few things here and there, but I just haven't really gotten into the into the
1: sort of uh, swing of getting content created.
0: Especially uh... with
1: all your guests, like two months one-stop revolving door. Yeah, yeah, we've
0: had we've had almost two months of revolving door of guests come through.
1: So right in that case, wait where, where can we poke you? I'm guessing just your Twitter handle. Uh yeah, at Pixel Hunt on Twitter is the best place to find me. Um Yeah. Yeah, and by the time you hear this, it's very likely that I have a review of Stray up on the website. I have no idea yet if I liked it or not. It looks pretty cool though.
0: I'm actually I'm I've always been
1: keeping an eye on Stray, just because it's like set in Hong Kong yeah i it, it it i like its vibe i think it's kind of why i asked for it it's also an interesting one because it seems like this day in date with the like upper tiers of playstation playstation mm. plus like if you're paying for more than the base version you get that like just included day in date yeah interesting and that's like just an in- i guess they're going to see like they're kind of toying with how much they need to do to woo people
0: hmm.
1: um but yeah i hope that's good i don't know yet um I guess you can also find out I'm on the Twitter's at pretendbeard, and I imagine sometime very soon, since I'm going on a mini holiday and I'm have nothing but like a laptop. I might have a switch, but nothing but a laptop. Maybe I will install something from this era that I know my surface is going to be able to play. Maybe even Grim Fandango, because that'll just work fine on the keyboard.